welcome back to Shrinking It Down, Mental Health Made Simple. I'm Gene Baresson. And I'm Steve Schlossman. And today, we're going to be talking about what everybody's talking about, the Oscars. We are going to be one of a bazillion podcasts trying to talk about the Oscars over the next three to four weeks, yeah. five weeks. So we got to make this special for the Clay Center. Why do two child psychiatrists, why does an organization whose job it is to sort of make available yeah. what it means to come of age and grow up and when people are not doing well or doing better? So rather than focusing why? on glamour, celebrities, um, well, wait, or necessarily. I don't agree with you because but, our patients focus on glamour well, no, but, and celebrities. But, but I, Okay, what I was going to say, because our patients do bring this in, what I was going to say is the themes of the Oscars, to me at least this year, um, are more, maybe more pertinent to what's really going on in the world today, in, in the minds of, our, of, of the kids that we see and the families that we see, and that in some level the actors go beyond their roles in the Oscars themselves because it really does become a part of their life. So there's a blurring of the actors and what they, who they are as people and yep. their life histories, number one. But number two, I think, I think the content is really pertinent. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's alive. Everyone that I, every kid that I've talked to, even for the films that I haven't seen yet, well, this, have this, brought uh, them in and said, you know something, this really got to yeah, me. Yeah, so but there's a couple reasons for that, right? Like, like every year, I'm going to argue, movies are a big part of, a, of culture, of American culture, yeah. they're a form of art. Every year, the Oscars reflect to some extent where we are culturally. The difference now is um, we are in a, a time of, of cultural turmoil, right, of searching for what it means literally to be an American, yeah. how, how we define that, what identity is, and this is exactly what our patients are dealing exactly. with, just developmentally. And our patients and our actors have access to one another and our directors and writers via social media. Um, I, um, so they reveal more about themselves, and and, and, and they, ta they talk. They talk about back and what forth. they're doing. Yeah. They actually talk to each other. Like I, I've had patients who note that um, a director, a famous like like um, Judd Apatow, was on on a plane, and he said, "For the next twenty minutes, I will be responding to tweets." One of my patients happened to send him a tweet, and he wrote back. Um, wow. And it, was, it felt like this connection. So so I think. There's, there's a bunch of reasons we ought to talk about the Oscars, but from the perspective of the Clay Center, we want to talk about it because it is literally generating discussions with our patients and with kids who happen not to be patients at all about what it means to grow up in this, in this country. About the journey. In this time, in this mm -hmm. very time. Uh, and and you look, look at the titles like Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, Green Book, Roma, uh, Stars Born. These are all movies about... Uh, a, about identity, really, like about being on the outside and, and growth how you get in. and change. Yeah, and yeah. and and which is common in many, in most dramas, but but meeting particular challenges. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I I think um, this is a really this is a really neat year. I, I look, I think also there's probably plenty of films that are not on this list that we're staring at here that we could talk about. But for the purposes of this podcast, <clears throat> what's a film on here that you've that you've seen? What's the one film? Well, the Black Panther is, is, is... I think it's just called Black Panther, yeah. not the Black Panther. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> You're allowed. Um, why? What do, what do you remember about it? Like, I, I got memories of that movie. What do you think? Well, I think it captured a lot of themes that are really, as we were saying, they're really important today. I mean, the themes of, um, you know, coming out of a Marvel comic book, which has a long history, like DC Comics, I say, 
of you're gonna you're gonna make people angry because there is a big DC Marvel rivalry out there. I know there is. Just just and, but and Marvel, they, but they have similar they have similar from what I understand similar roots where the where the original writers came out of oppression whether they were yeah. Holocaust survivors or pogrom survivors, um, and they and they had certain themes about 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 being oppressed, about losing almost everything, families, orphans. Um, the, you know, uh, they, and then and then becoming heroes to do something bigger to kind of undo the hardship that they and their that their and their and their people yeah. had 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 endured, and I think that's that's the uh, Black Panther captures a lot of that, but I think in 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 ways that are unique and that are different from the other other uh, you know uh, superhero well, films that I've seen. The opening film, the opening scene of Black Panther, the opening scene. There's like a there's a spaceship. Over a uh, you know socioeconomically disadvantaged neighborhood in Oakland, California, yeah. and these kids who presumably feel like they're they're you know they will never get out of this neighborhood are suddenly introduced to this technology that's far advanced to anything right. that the people who they feel is not are not letting them out of this neighborhood are telling them doesn't exist right, right? and then they get this this hero this hero character that they're I mean look schools all over the nation took their classes to go see this movie. I, I'm not sure it's, it's, it's a great film. The question whether it's, is it like a fantastically made film? Yeah, it's really fun, is there a lot of CGI? Yes, but I think the reason schools went to it is it spawns discussions. What does it mean for you to see a highly technologic advanced nation that's hidden? What does that mean about the possibility rather than the, the reality? And, and then add to that the fact that this guy, this hero, is so not alone. Which makes him different from every it's other community. hero. And, yeah. and, and, and that, that was one of the points I wanted to make. Because if you think about Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, you, you know, they are solo pilots. Unless they join together. Like, like the, the Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. Right. Right. But, but this is really a hero of a community, of, 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 an, of a nation, of, of, a, of, a, of a country. And, and, and with some really, really strong women that I would not well, want to tangle with under any circumstances. So that's another important yeah. one. This, this, this elevates the, the importance and the value and the power of women in society. That's a yeah. big difference. And the other thing that really struck me is that the villain, I, I felt at least, this kind of sympathy. I felt... Well, he's a, uh, he's a product uh, of the very America that this movie is trying and, to talk and about. And you, if you believe that he was, he was coming, he was fighting the oppression and the, and the disenfranchisement and the suppression and all of the horrors that, that African Americans yep. had gone through in the United States and continued to. And that was his reaction. I mean, you can't help but feel some sympathy no, no, no. I think that's to, I mean, to, to, first to all, where he was a, coming from. It's Michael Jordan. He's a fantastic actor. Yeah. So, so that I mean, I remember. So that's really that, unique because usually, yeah. usually, you don't feel sympathy for, for the villains. Right. Well, uh, I think a feel? good movie he makes Fletcher? you. Did you feel sympathy? Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's suffering. <laughs> he was a suffering. good. But what's interesting here is you feel sympathy because he's a, um, a product of a of, of a, a systematic system. right oppression. Right. I think when I've heard people push back against this movie, and, and movies like Black Klansman for that matter, what they've said is they worry that by focusing on this race issue in particular, they necessarily get left out of the conversation if well, they happen not to be of the minority unless, race. Unless they can translate it to oppression that their cultural group has you know, gone through. Either suffered or created. That, that's right. 
Right, and both of those are really, really important. And I think that's where the movies bring strength. It's so how not, much sympathy do you feel for the, for the villain and how much guilt do you feel? Yeah, and, and, and also, I mean, look, you can feel all the sympathy in the world. He still can't do what he wants to do, right? right. He still can't take over the world and destroy, you know, the, the, this amazing place in Central Africa that nobody... Well, and then the other, thing yeah. about, the other thing about it was that the hero and his, their community not doesn't it doesn't just not accept his premise yeah or his motives but they want to give what they have known and what they what they have have learned to the world yeah so they want to share it so just as opposed to oppressing you know fighting fire with fire they want to actually join people together and share the knowledge the wisdom the experience that they have which is really elegant yeah no i agree with that and um, that's why I think they're taking the kids to school because what they want to show is out of adversity, one can one can be be just as bad as the villains, and, and or you can rise above it. And and I should I should point out, despite people pushing back and saying I can't be part of this conversation, Black Panther was loved by kids of all cultures all over this country. It, it was, I think, the most profitable Marvel movie in history so far. So why do you think that because, there was such identification? Because it's appealing, the idea of having community that can, um, that is flawed, right? Like he makes mistakes. Yes. So community that's flawed, but the community helps the hero stay in line. I mean, I think those kinds of uh, themes speak especially to young people and especially during this time in our country. We're, we're so polarized right. and things are not coming together. Right, nothing's going to work if people don't work together right. in, in these films. And we should, we should make sure in order to do this justice we should talk about some of the other films. Well, which, which, which one um, do you want to talk about? Well, I, I did want to talk about Black Klansman and, and I still do. I, the reason I'm, I'm rushing through it is we, I worry that people think, oh, well, there's just, it's just another movie about African-American themes. And it is not. First of all, it's an absolutely 100% true story. After I saw the movie, I went to the bookstore and got the book. They follow it to a T. The only difference is it was state troopers in the book as opposed to local police in mm -hmm. Colorado Springs. <clears throat> it's, um, it's a wonderfully acted movie. It is absolutely true. The fact that David Duke took this phone call and literally said, to the guy, oh, I could tell if you were black from the way you're talking, and it's a black guy talking. That's that's a wonderful moment. The fact that it really <laughs> happened, and then David Duke resurfaced recently in the United States, you know, around the issues yep. in Charlottesville and, and sure. other awful things. Sure. I I think that's great. And then, if you've seen that movie, you feel kind of uplifted five minutes before it's over because because the good guys win, and then they go immediately to live cover or live um, footage of the Charlottesville stuff and you're like oh my god it's this today. thing happened this, in the early 70s this is today and this is today yeah. and boy do we have work to do so I, I thought besides Spike Lee being an amazing filmmaker I thought the story gosh there couldn't be a better time for us yeah. to see that story the, the other one I, I want to bring up is Bohemian Rhapsody um, and, and there's a reason for that here um, I remember discovering uh, the band Queen when I was yeah. a kid I remember being fascinated by the fact that Freddie Mercury was gay. Because people just weren't openly gay during the time of Queen. It just wasn't something that was talked about. And he very openly talked about it. And all of my friends who, I grew up in a fairly homophobic part of the yeah. world during that time, which wasn't that unusual, they just gave it a pass. And, and, but, but okay, so then the, the key question is, why did they give him a pass 
Was it because of his rebelliousness, his outrageous behavior, his being way over the top? What, what was it about, 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 the, about those kids that I think in that, so. in, that's in exactly that era, the question that I want, and that's what, what makes this movie so special. Because he was given a pass. I, I think um, Freddie Mercury's ability to be himself without apology, without... Um, to be genuine. Yeah, like this is how I performed. You go, after I saw that movie, I went back and watched old YouTube clips of, of old Queen concerts. Mm-hmm. That guy was incredible. So what's it interesting is you began, you began this podcast with talking about how the kids that we see are struggling with identity. Yeah. And what Freddie Mercury does is he, he is who he is. Yeah. And what's fascinating to me is kids have come in who've seen that movie who like the band. Like they've known, yeah. they don't know that Another One Bites the Dust was by Queen. They all yeah. know Bohemian Rhapsody. They all know that song. Yeah. Everybody knows that song. It's a masterpiece. They often, they're kind of shocked by this big deal about Freddie Mercury being gay. They're like, so what? And it shows me how much things have changed. It might show me how old I am, but, but it's also like how much things have changed in a relatively short time. And it gives me a, a kind of hope. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the other thing I, we should mention is Freddie Mercury was one of the first casualties to HIV/AIDS. Yeah, the public casualties uh, that that everyone knew about. So, so every one of these movies can be seen through a political lens in a way that I haven't seen in previous Oscar seasons. And most our, of them are highly politicized. And our our patients and the kids on the street. Kids in high schools that I, you know, just know through my daughter's friends, stuff like that, they all see it through those lenses too. And if you look at look at these, I mean, think about, I mean, Green Book, Vice, Vice. I mean, yeah, Vice. The same guy who made Vice made Talladega Nights. Isn't that fascinating? He made the Anchorman. The same guy. Yeah, yeah. So he took this very serious time in American history, you know, the election of George Bush in an, in a in an election that was contested to say the least. Yeah. And he made it into a comedy, but also made it a sympathetic moment. Mm-hmm. It was like, these are really, really cool moments here. Yeah. So I, I encourage folks, um, this year especially, to pay attention to what wins and how it wins, and even more to when the people win and the people who don't win, what they say. Because as we pointed out, they're not just saying these in the movies. You know, Lady Gaga's in A Star is Born, but she's also extremely well known for what she does off the screen. That's right. And, and is not shy about that. And kids know that. So the message really is, 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 is how does it relate to who you are, what we're going through, and what the nation is yeah. going through? So, so as, as child psychiatrists, if we were going to tell families or other clinicians or teachers what they ought to do here, here's what they ought to do. These movies are talk-aboutable in ways that other they, movies they, in the past they, haven't They open been. up conversations. Yeah, and they, they ought to go for it. And that's why they took the kids to see Black Panther, and then because they, they are back. so stimulating. And then I really, really, really want to beg families and beg schools to be controversial about these things. Don't tell them they have to like Black Panther. Right. In fact, ask them to come up with a reason why they didn't like Black yeah. Panther, even if they did Well, you could say that about almost all of these yeah, films. Yeah, teach them to think critically and honestly, and then if somebody strongly disagrees <laughs> with them, teach them to civilly disagree. That's really, really important. And, and as opposed to the kinds of political arguments we're seeing right now, yeah. which are just dis- dismissing each other or tweeting negative things, is to really have conversations, you know, like 
Yep, this like is William F. Buckley and Gore Vidal, which uh, we go back to that I one go back all, to the that time. all the time. I know. No, but that it becomes was a paradigm. Eight hundred years ago, but yes, I know it was. Um, it was. But that's become a, that's like a paradigm. It is a paradigm. If you read the historical podcast, they actually weren't as friendly with each other as no. we'd like to think. I looked I, when I when I when I first said that on but, one of these podcasts, I actually went back and looked at it, and they were they were nasty. They, they were, but <laughs> by today's standards, they were not it nasty. felt like a civil debate. Yes, it did. right. Um, so, I you look. It's no secret that I love film um, and that you love film and we both love art. We also really see art and film as a way that we can talk to kids in, in a way that we can we can allow them to express their feelings in the safe distance and displacement that art affords. We would ask everyone watching today to do that same thing, to have these discussions with their kids, to have these discussions with their patients, with their teachers. Watch them together. With parents, or, or apart, but, make, but, but try but and ha, talk but about ha, it. But have, but have discussions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and if you guys have any questions about it, or any suggestions, any films we didn't talk about you'd like us to, please Or please any ones that know. you wish were nominated yeah, that haven't been nominated, because there are plenty of good films out there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, everybody. And send us send us your comments and questions and, and uh, this is when you say, I'm Gene Bresson. I'm, I forgot who I was. I'm Gene Bresson. <laughs> and I'm um, Martin Scorsese. And no, I'm Steve Slosman. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.